Hey everyone, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for our Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S and Kuro Usagi. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Jam Sessions episode 13. I am your host, DJ Ranma S. And I am your host, Kuro Usagi. Now today we're doing things a little bit differently. We were going to put the interview with Brad Swale, Aiden Drummond, and Brian Drummond on last week's episode, but we ran so long discussing anime next, we decided to spin that off into its own separate episode. Isn't that right? And that is absolutely right. So you guys are going to have a little bit of a break from us, not really, but... (laughs) Um, I know it was taking a little bit long, it's been a couple of weeks, but we do have it available for you guys to listen to, and I personally am excited to share it with you guys. You and me both, because we both had a lot of fun doing this interview. Plus, before we continue, I just want to say special thanks to um, Montclair State University newspaper. I think there was the Montclairian. They helped with the interview. They were there as well, as well as, was it Annie Gamers that was there? I believe that's what it, it was, and I was going to ask you because I didn't get the information when we left the interview, so... Hold on. Yes, I have it right here. I don't have the other um, information, but I do have um, the editor-in-chief of Any Gamers that was there. They helped us to pull up this awesome interview for you. So you could say it was kind of a group, one, group effort, but we were able to sit down and discuss um, pretty much, you know, them... <laughs> Oh. Mm-hmm. Team formation. So we want to thank you guys, and you know it's a pleasure sitting down and talking with you guys, even though we were talking to them. But it was mm-hmm. a pleasure having that group, definitely that group circle. We couldn't have done that. Actually, we couldn't have been able to pull up a successful um interview without them. So yeah. And and also thank you for um anime next because, well, for one thing, there was the ones who invited them, and it was actually. An amazing experience for uh, me and at least me in particular so I'm really I'm on a personal level I was really happy that I was able to conduct this interview with Definitely. you <laughs> <laughs> you know I was kind of worried we wouldn't get approved for the pot for um, press passes so I'm thinking okay if we don't get approved we'll have to do everything else just like before we just have to like really pile it on you know Yes, but luckily we were able to do that. And I think it's because everybody knows you. <laughs> Aww. Oh, um, I had to take down the pictures. Um, what happened? That's... Um, long story short, the pictures got leaked to 4chan, and a friend of mine who's on staff informed me, and it seems that they were a little pissed that the pictures were up there, even though we were staff. I'm not staff, we were press, and we had the permission to do so. I just said, screw it, and I just took them down. They're still up there, but I just dis- I just dis- disengaged them for public viewing. Um, oh, one wow. of the um, event coordinators of the burlesque show, she is going to be looking at the pictures, she- and I told her that she can go ahead and just edit, delete whatever picture she wants, and whatever's left, I will put, make- put back as public. Wow. I, I had swear, a f- people have so like don't have respect sometimes, but yeah. you know. From what I understand, they were really happy that I was I would agree to this because there were some photographers who would have bitched, moaned, and argued that I am pressed, yada yada. I can do whatever I want, you know. I just you don't need that yeah. immaturity. All right. Plus, I would like to be invited back next year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I do not blame you at all. Oh, and as, but- and as, and as a bit of news, we'll cry cover next week's show that. Funimation is picking up all the Jenny on old titles. Oh yes, uh, that is nothing new for me. But for those of you guys, those of you guys who did not know, there have I, I don't actually remember some of the titles, but they have had a lot of titles. Um, I don't know if I'm happy about that or not. <laughs> I, that's a good thing. I mean, because they were in the middle of putting out some series and they just went poof. They couldn't do anything else, you know. I think that oh, was no. a good thing. Yeah. That's 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 not what I that's not what I mean though. Oh, okay. I I am glad that the some of the series have been saved. My thing is that are they going to do like how they did Tenchi Muyo, you know, bring back some of the old cast, you know, cuz Tenchi Muyo was owned by 
Genion, but contractual uh, contractually, I'm not talking about attention. I'm talking about other other shit. Other I know. Shit, I was yeah. just using that as an example. Yeah, I'm that, just worried about the voice actors. <laughs> well, whoever, whatever voice actors were working on prior Genion titles will most likely be working on the rest of the series. If I'm not mistaken, the series is already done. They just need distribution. That's all it is. Yeah, that is definite. That's definitely correct. They some of them do need distribution in. Which is fine and all, but, you know, there are some shows I do want to see, and they need to, like, to be honest, mm -hmm. I know Sailor Moon will never get, probably never get licensed, but Funimation needs to bring it back. <laughs> so, I, I'm still missing S. I'm still missing S. And I bought S from um, this one website that's actually pretty popular along the area, mm -hmm. but at the time, it was a couple years ago, and I didn't know what an import DVD was, so when I bought it, I was pissed. <laughs> Oh, so you want the version. dubbed episodes? No, I want the original box set that has both subs and dubs in there. Oh, the bootleg the had the oh, subs okay. and dubs. I know, dubs, I know which one you're talking about. Imported. You can find you can probably find those at Otacon. If I'm lucky, but they're probably jacked up. If you go on Amazon.com, people are actually selling them to like three hundred dollars for a box set, and I'm like, yeah, I love Sailor Moon, but I do not love them that much. Well, we'll see. But um, before we continue on, a couple of shout-outs. Um, a couple of shout-outs to, to a couple of new listeners of the show, long-time listeners, Gold Banjo and Gothic Princess. Enjoy the show and keep on listening. Listen hard. Listen well. Listen good. <laughs> and, um, and also on next week's show, we'll discuss me being on Orange Lounge Radio and how much fun that was. <laughs> um, yeah, I had for you. Oh Just yeah. Just a little. Oh, you Not that much. You have to, yeah. you don't deserve that much envy. Yeah. Actually some of our listeners are fans of OLR, so head over to orangelaunchradio.com. Check out this week's um episodes, which I believe is um hold on, let me open up my my little RSS feeder here. Da -da 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 come on, come on. Loading. 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 Sometimes Anna? today. Okay. Anna? I'm right here. Anna? It's here. It's open. It's open. Okay, oh. this week was episodes 286. I do believe part A is already out, and part B should be out tonight or tomorrow, where you hear me going nuts with, with uh, Rob Roberts, Doc Sakura, and Loki. Also, I'll be on there with Rice Princess, Junami, and Dark Tetsuya. It was a full house. A full hot house, at least. I hope I meet them someday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, you will. You will. And also check out our podcast on podcast.net, podcast.com, Podcast Hollies, iTunes, Yahoo Podcast, and believe it or not, a bulk of our listeners are coming from iTunes, so Hooray. And check out my YouTube page at youtube.com slash DJ Ron Mess. Not sure No. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I got a couple of more videos I'm gonna throw up there um from from prior cons this week, I think, if I remember to. <laughs> I know. Hmm. Say that again. Say what again? What you just said just now. I didn't hear you. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yes, you did. Did not. Fine. Forget it. Hmm. Oh. Um, on a side note, I'm probably not going to watch this Batman movie in theaters, but I do want to see it. I heard it wasn't as good, though. Hey, hey, hey. Let's not go there. Save that. <laughs> save that for, for another podcast another time, okay? It was like a two-minute conversation. Uh, Why you gotta make it such a big deal? I just... Well, one day, punk. Don't make me come over there. Okay. Oh, you are so asking for it. What? I said okay. Mm. I mean, don't get mad because you said that. Okay. Exactly. Shall, shall <laughs> we just get right into the interview? Yes. We are sorry for the awkward silences. You can tell how much stress we have had since anime next. Oh, and before we get to the interview, I'd just like to share a fun little story with you. Um, I wish you had asked me how my day was, because you always do. I'm sorry. Didn't. How was your day? <laughs> oh, well, we evacuated our building yesterday because of some electrical fire. And I was lucky that my break was, like, five minutes um, later than I usually take it. Because if I had taken the elevator, I would have been stuck in it. Oops. And I do not want to be claustrophobic. I'm not claustrophobic. But if I'm by myself trapped in an elevator and wondering if the thing's going to fall, it's only five floors, but still. Try Yeah. Yeah, try being stuck on an elevator up on the 46th floor. <laughs> no, thank you. That happened to me. 
Ugh, yeah. That is so creepy. Yes. I mean, don't those machines work? Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Not ours. Mm. Okay, so I just want to share that with you guys. I know it's not important, but, you know, I need to vent. Ah. And without further ado... On with the interview. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, let's just get on to it. Yes, I did go to college. I went to, uh, and specifically for acting, for stage. And um, as soon as I got out of high school, I worked for about a year to make up enough money. And then I, I auditioned for um, a program called Studio 58 in Vancouver, which is one of the top stage programs in Canada. There's probably the National Theatre School in Montreal and Studio 58 are sort of two of the top ones for stage. And, and I managed to get into the program. And for three years, took... Um, uh, stage acting lessons and I wanted to be a stage performer and I actually met my wife we we're both in the same term his mother and um, so you're kind of a product of Studio 58 as well but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we both graduated from that program in uh, 1991 and then I did worked on stage for a while and uh, did film and TV and and uh, 
slid into the voice side of things in about 93, 94. Me? I'm not quite there yet, <laughs> yeah. but I'll get there someday. I don't know if I'll go to university or college, but yeah, I guess I'll choose later. <laughs> Do you want to go into acting when you go to college? Mm, I might. I'm, I've, I'd like to go into like animation to actually make the characters. I thought that'd be really cool. Yeah. Make them names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone's job. Yeah. <laughs> This is such a cool transition here. I was kind of in the same boat as Brian. I was, I was thinking when I when I was graduating high school, okay, do I go to school for acting or do I go the art route? And I, did, I ended up going the art route. So I went to a place called Kwantlen University College, which is in Vancouver, and uh, took a year of foundations in applied design, two years of graphic design, and then a year um, of new media design and technology, and I actually dabbled in computer animation along the way a little bit there too. So and that's kind of got me to to what I'm doing for my job, and then uh, the voice acting stuff as much as I can get. So, uh, how did you sort of get your first break into voice acting? This is the question you always get, you know. <laughs> the first break. Um, well, I was doing stage work, and I was perform doing some work in film and TV, and I was, I was a little bit frustrated with it, but coming from the, the stage side of performing, you get to do so many more characters than you get to do on camera. I always played cops and, and, and uniformed guys on camera, and it was, you know, really dull roles. So um, I, was, I heard from someone that there was a big um, animation sort of expo that was, that was happening, and it was kind of a little forum that was happening. And I, I saw these guys that were this new show that was happening called Reboot. That they were doing this this Vancouver series of these guys that were coming for the first time. We're going to animate something. I'll say, man, that is cool. I can't, you know, I, I didn't get on the show, but they were doing this whole form about putting it together and trying to develop the animation industry in Vancouver. And I thought that was really interesting. So I talked to my agent, and said, how can I get involved with this? I, one of my first auditions was to revoice the role of, of Bob in in. Uh, in reboot because the main character for the first year was moving to LA, I think, or something was happening and they were revoicing it. I didn't get it. And in my second audition, though, was for a big um, G.I. Joe series called G.I. Joe Extreme that Sue Blue was coming from LA up to Vancouver to um, audition and she wanted to see a bunch of new people that she hadn't worked with, so did a big cattle call. And I landed one of the leads on that series, um, a character called Ballistic. Uh, or and they also they renamed him Eagle Eye after because I guess the list was too high. <laughs> so I uh, that's where I, I got my first role, and then I slid into um, my, my first dubbing role of the role of Vegeta on Dragon Ball Z. Um, after that, and um, ended up doing that for for years for the for the Canadian dub and the UK version or whatever. We started with our version for the first fifty or sixty in the US till Funimation moved their their operations back to Texas, but then we continued to dub it. Rest and I did on um, three hundred some episodes of, of Vegeta and that was that was my start for for that one yeah that was a whole <laughs> lot of <laughs> you know it was a long time <laughs> yeah and me well, I was mostly doing diaper and Elmo for quite a while <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah my dad does advertising he does he did huggy stuff for a long time yeah, <laughs> yeah. well there's some New York firms that, that came out actually and did a lot of stuff in Vancouver they did tons of commercials for Fisher Price. Our New York uh, ad agency was the ones that shot a lot of it in Vancouver. But your first uh, voice that was um, gig, what I was I think that? it was um, where I had to be like some, it was on uh, um, Maison Ikoku. I was oh, a five-year-old. Nice. Oh, yeah. Airplane. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you did a little part on, you did a guest role on Mega Man. I was a robot. Yeah, and then Crypto the Superdog, I think you came and played a couple roles on that Prelay yeah. series. And then uh, moved into some other stuff with Inuyasha, I guess, with that yep. the, the fourth movie when you played that role in that show. That was name was yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And then recently, what's probably what got him a lot more versatile was the probably Eon Kid, where Eon I played kid. the lead Marty. I don't know if that would be considered anime, but uh, no, it's not an anime. It's it's Korean CG series that yeah. was dubbed for for WB, and it's you know a younger crowd that watches it, but that was a, a lot of work for that role, but that was... Kids so. version of a lot of screaming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, I started, I got into acting mainly because of my sister. Um, she's a year older than me, and she was doing theater, and I was just jealous of, you know, her watching her do theater productions and whatnot, 
Um, she got involved with a place called the Vancouver Youth Theatre, um, which had kind of uh, traveling uh, acting troops that would put on these shows, but they were all kids. So she got onto a show there. I begged my parents over that audition for this theater as well. Um, I'm actually get on a different uh, show that was kind of touring around. Then I auditioned for her show, so we were actually touring together on this little uh, troupe show. And there was an agency at the time that was right across the street and we kind of watched the kids that were coming through this theater. Mm. And they approached me and my sister at some point and asked if we wanted to join the agency. They said they'd start sending us out on auditions and things. So we said, yes, please. Of course. <laughs> of course, yes, please and thank you. And uh, that's how it kind of started. I, I, I started doing more on you know, commercials and local TV programs and whatnot. Then I had my first audition for a cartoon, which was a show called My Little Pony Tales. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I got to play a pony named Ace. And then uh, not too long after that, I had my first audition for an anime series, which was a little-known show called Ronmo One Half. <laughs> 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 I know, right? So I got to play Moose on that series, and it's just kind of gone from there. Yeah. So you have from the various roles you have done, any favorite characters or certain characters that really step out from everything else? Should we start with me this time? Yeah, let's go <laughs> the other way. Just, okay. We'll mix it up a little. No. Um, well, you know, playing since we're talking about Ranma, um, you know, playing Moose, that was that was a fun character. That was my first real taste of anime since watching Akira back when I was a kid, right? Yeah. Um, and I had no idea what I was getting into. For for that audition, they didn't really audition for Moose. I auditioned for probably a couple other characters, and they just wanted to see that we could actually, um, you know, do the, the dubbing part of it as far as matching mouth flaps and things like that. So I didn't... I, I knew that I'd been given this character on the series, and so the, the first day in there, we're recording, and uh, so I'm doing my Moose lines and whatever, and we get to page, you know, 32 of the script or whatever, and um, I'm ready to say my line, and I look down. It's like, no, this is Moochan. Okay, well, that's that's not me. I don't know. I'm a different. Oh, let me tell you about this character of Moose. When you splash water on him, he turns into a duck. A duck? Yeah, a duck. Okay, this show is strange. Um, <laughs> yes, you're going to be quacking for the next three pages. Oh, um, cool. Uh, can, can, can we hear you quack? Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's basically, and you know that was that was such a fun role because the duck has emotion just like the character did. So you know, happy duck, happy quacking, <laughs> hungry duck, very different, very similar, <laughs> but the, the headspace behind it very different. So like, I mean, moose, and that was my first anime role, so that's a big one. Um, obviously, the Gundam series have been very good to me. I played um, Catcher in Gundam Wing, Amuro in Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, Diarca in Gundam Seed and Diarca and Aul in Gundam Seed Destiny. So those are big ones for me. And most uh, recently, uh, playing Light on Death Note. Huge, obviously. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 okay. Yeah, pretty sweet, pretty sweet. But I mean, there's there's so many characters. It's really hard to to pick your favorites because even as far as non-anime roles. Uh, uh, playing Nightcrawler in X-Men Evolution was a pretty big one too, right? Because, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, getting to be an X-Men, and, you know, being on shows like Transformers and things, I mean, they're huge, huge. Uh, yeah. They're all good. <laughs> they're all good. Okay, next. Take this. I'll, I can talk forever. <laughs> well, um, as I said, I was on a show called Eon Kid, and that was, I was the lead on that, so I thought that was pretty cool, because his name was Marty, and so he had this fist, and so it's all powerful and whatnot, so, and I think it was fun, because he, he had this kind of Powerful side to him, but he was also really, really funny. I mean, yeah, it was really, really fun. And so, I think that that was like a funny character that I played, but all the rest were like really young characters, like seven and five and stuff. Like I haven't done older characters. They were all they've been all like younger ones, like Shion and. Yeah, usually and, with anim with anime stuff. Um, because you have to be able to read and match flaps at the same time, and when there's little, really little kids uh, in a show, if they're three or four or five year olds, yeah, you, really would do a, you would do a lot of little, little guys can't read that stuff, and they can't match flaps, so they'll they'll hire you know really youthful sounding voices that they could find, or you're going to get women that can voice little kids, and sometimes some of the directors are like, can we get a kid to do this? Yeah, Aiden, you know he's eight now, he can finally read and match, so can you make it sound that much younger? And Aiden going like. Oh man, I went in. It was like a 
four-year-old I was playing, I had to go me like throw tantrums and stuff like that. And, yeah. But uh, I know you were really excited about being on Inuyasha because he was watching, yeah. he was interested in the series. And, Lots of blow up. Yeah, and that was a fun show. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool when you get to work on a series that's already been running for a bit. Like when yeah, I had to like, work on Dragon Ball Z, it was almost halfway through the series. The series already, yeah. right? Yeah. So I already knew what a big Go deal on. it was. You know, uh, Team Gohan. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, same with Inuyasha, I guess, because it yeah. started. I mean, there's a million episodes of that too. Right? Yeah, and you only did a small part. I think of one episode of Mega Man. Or yeah. 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 Really? Just ended like last week. Wow. Oh yeah. That's oh really? Yeah. And there was much rejoicing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> so maybe they'll bring the anime back up again. I've yeah. never read the manga. I'm sorry, that manga is way too long. <laughs> I would rather oh, watch it in action. So. <laughs> oh, I gave up after a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, favorites for me would be um, obviously. I mean, and I wasn't aware of who even this little scrawny little. Saying Prince was when I, <laughs> I didn't know anything about the series, and they're just like, you know, can you audition for this guy? And and um, all these guys from Funimation were up here, and it's like, yeah, yeah, he's just like he's this bad attitude, you know, he has to take over everything, and he, you know, but he's a prince, and I was like, I don't know, so I, you know, and he's gonna have to, you know, they didn't mention one thing about how much he has to yell. That was never part of my audition at all. You know, so it's, uh, until I realized how much he had to and scream and scream, and the only character I lost my voice on multiple times, but still a favorite, and uh, totally a favorite for mine. I'll even I enjoyed working on all the, uh, um, uh, you know, the Cybertron series and stuff. That was fun stuff to do. I've got, you know, and the Gundam Wing series was really, you know, good to me too. Playing Zex and Gundam Wings and and um, and uh, Vision of Escalone, the Escalone series was was fun to do. Playing Alan Shazar and that one, he was a a fun character. And then recently, obviously, one of my 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 couple of my favorites is working on a series called Black Lagoon. Yeah, um, yeah, obviously a lot on that one too. It's yeah. a really yeah, oh, we've been a lot of shows. We're never in the same room together yeah. doing it, but we've been past cross paths. You know, this is the first time we've actually met, in. but uh, no, <laughs> not entirely true. No, but we, yeah, we work on on tons. And then Luke uh, in um, obviously in Death Note was it was a great role because I wasn't called into audition for it. They called me into audition for a couple other roles on Death Note. And but when I came up the stairs of Ocean, at the, they have this big window at the top. Usually when you're auditioning, that they put all the pictures of the characters on. So sometimes you don't even, sometimes you get sent them and sometimes, you know, you don't know what's happening. But I was sent the pictures of these other guys. So I had all these other characters prepared. I don't even remember who it was for now. And I was coming up the stairs like, ooh, look at that guy, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I this picture of, of, of Ryuk was there. I was like, that guy's creepy. And everyone else is kind of normal. They're just people. Yeah. And, I like, and I loved it right away when I saw him. He said, and he said you know, this, uh, you know, death god. And, 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 I was, and so I went in and then I asked the director, I said, can I read that free for this guy too? I said, I, I, I don't know. I know you're trying to get some similar sounds to the Japanese. Why don't you just play me what the other guy did? Because they want to match some stuff up a little bit. So they played it for him. I said, I think I can kind of come into that range a little bit and, and just just for the heck of it. And I, said, I really liked that that laugh. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that he did. And so I'm like, I can, you know, let me try that. So I and then after, and then they called me up and said, I got Ryuk, and they didn't look at the other characters, so I, I ended up playing that. And I, obviously, when I started that show, and until they told me when I started, the show's huge, so, you know, they spent a lot of time fiddling with it at the beginning, but um, that's been a, a super fun show to do, just sort of, I, one of the first ones that I was really interested to know what was going to happen every time I showed, sometimes on Gundam Wing, I was like, I have no idea what the <laughs> hell is going on <laughs> with, 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 you were like that too. yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay. I would ask questions when I showed up and say, is Zex, is he a good guy or a bad guy now? Is he happy? Is he still looking for his sister? I don't know. I was so lost. At the time, I was lost. So, but but those are some of my favorites. Yeah. Well, um, I do have a question for Brian yes. and Brad. And I have a different one for Andy and his, um, he wasn't in the live action movie. Um, what was the difference in doing live action, that movie, than, you know, doing the anime in general? Because now you have to voice um, real people. And I don't think I had heard you guys in live action movies before. 
I didn't. Well, mine wasn't much different for me. You did get to do a part in, in the death, second live action movie. Oh, in the small part of a yeah. kid. We crying need a kid. sister. We need a crying kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're stealing my role again. Yeah. Mine uh, kid was not much different for me because obviously yeah, it's still an animated character. So uh, I didn't lucky. have. Yeah, I got lucky. He was still animated, so very similar, and obviously a bigger mouth flaps and a very abnormal um, you know size mouth to deal with so it's very similar to animation for me I've done a lot of other job I thought about that what? I just assume, I even watching while we were working on that show I just assumed he's like another character I didn't realize yet yeah, wait a sec he's still animated he's still an it's animated not, guy yeah, it's not a yeah yeah I'm an idiot okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I, I didn't there's not wasn't a big difference for me but there is a I have done a lot of dubbing for some of the other um, uh, other you know Japanese series work, and I know I worked on a German series for for a while. And um, Japanese ones I found difficult sometimes because they express a, a lot of emotion um, uh, with very little mouth movement. Like the, and so so we might be like, what the, are you talking about? Come on! And they're like, and their mouth is not moving. So it's like it's always just like little tiny flaps, and we you have to try and express it the way we would in English with very different mouth flaps. So that's what I found difficult when I've done it in the past. Not so much with Death Note. But. It's a it's a good point, <laughs> especially uh, the the actor that plays Light in the live action barely moves his mouth at all. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of times where you, you'd hear the little we have beeps to trigger us to to know when to start talking. And it's beep beep beep. Okay, I can hear him talking, but I'm I, can, I, don't, I don't see his lips. Mouth aren't moving. Yeah. But one of the things that I had a really hard time working on on the series because I was really I've watched enough horribly dubbed old kung fu movies to know that for something like Death Note, which is you know a pretty awesome story, that I really wanted to do the best I could for this, especially you know the very subtle you know I don't know if you call them tender moments, but um, <laughs> trying to make it seem as real as possible. I mean, I don't speak Japanese. Um, I don't understand Japanese. I've, I've had to speak it on occasion, but I don't really understand it. And I, I understand that um, it's not going to be the same. You know, English version, Japanese version, going to be different things. But um, I think what we were trying to accomplish was once you get over that initial shock that there's English words coming out of this Japanese fellow's uh, mouth, um, I think we we're hoping that if you get into the story a bit, that stuff doesn't really come to the forefront as much, kind of blends in with everything else that's going on. So I'm really excited to see it this weekend, just to see how that all kind of turned out, because all I've seen is the parts that I've recorded, and I can't wait to see the actual movie, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, it, I mean, there's there's certain leeway that you have with an animated series, because, you know, when his mouth suddenly becomes three stories tall, you know that you can scream your, you know, at the top of your lungs, and, you know, the eyes go all crazy and, and all kind of stuff, but... To do that stuff and make it seem realistic to what the actual, you know, human character is portraying on film, um, there's some more subtlety that uh, I think is required, and hopefully we pulled it off. Um, so far, that would still probably be Eon Kid because it's like a kind of mini Vegeta in a way. <laughs> it's kind of. You had to scream a lot. Yeah, I had like water there. It's come. It's been. It's been fun too, but it's been a lot of punching and a lot of. <laughs> oh, I killed him. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's been super hard the lion for, share, for me though. The lion's oh, share of the dialogue. I mean, I did that <coughs> much show too, but it had tons of dialogue, and I know you've come out sort of exhausted after it because there was always attack moves and stuff like that when he's charging people. Like, yeah, and then if you just miss it by a little bit in the beeps and stuff, then you're doing it again and again. And I actually had to beat up my own son. Yeah, <laughs> at the very end, I was the evil guy, so that was. Oh, that's poetic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We should probably let you, you guys throw a couple more. You got some more too. Uh, I'll let them go. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, is there a difference between playing a hero and a villain? Uh, no, I don't think there is a difference between playing a hero or a, a villain. I think, uh, although I do prefer playing villains, I, I, but it's true. I don't, but I don't think there's acting-wise should be a difference because they've all got. 
their motivations of what is right and what is wrong, and what the hero's motivations are uh, might be, you know, just as wrong to the, to, the, to the bad guy as they are right to the good guy. So I just like the Vegeta, so I really love playing him. I just thought, you know, he has his own motivation. He, not for one moment, can he used to think what he's doing is wrong. He's doing the right thing, just as Goku is doing the right thing. And, and um, same with Ryu, he's, you know, neither hero nor villain. He's more of an observing person. So I don't think, I think you're probably setting yourself up for, for pretty one-note performances if you make a choice that just the voice has to sound scary and bad. You have to go more wide as saying these things. And, and uh, but I, I do like playing villains a little bit more because somehow, I don't know, I think the writers tend to have a little more fun sometimes with villains than they do with heroes because lots of times there's multiple heroes and, and uh, you know, one or two villains. <clears throat> so I don't know, they just seem to get written a little bit better. And that's maybe what, that might be why some people get a little more kick out of playing them, and if I ask a lot of performers, that's why they enjoy it, because it's not a lie, a little more effort that sometimes goes into the, the writing of them. Ambiguity between individuals and between death, but also, yeah. you can't tell if your character is Exactly, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Okay, well, since you segue, let me, let me go next, yeah. that's cool. Um, yeah, I play generally more the young kid hero type type roles, but mm. one, one thing about... You know, a, a lot of American cartoons will have a very distinct, you know, villain, and here's the hero. A lot of these anime series, with the Gundam stuff in particular, mm -hmm. depends which camp you're in, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, if you're on one side, you think the other guys are villains. If you're on that side, you think the other guys are villains, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Um, I haven't had a whole lot of experience playing the, uh, the bad guys, the, uh, you know, the all-out bad guys, which has made Death Note... Just great because I get to play both, and that doesn't happen very often, you know. Yeah. Like depends depending on who uh, Light's talking to, he could very well be a good guy. And towards the beginning of the series, he really thinks that he is mm -hmm. the good guy. And then you get to hear some of the thoughts that are going through his head, and you're like, I don't know, man. I don't know this guy's, <laughs> I don't know this guy's as good as he thinks he is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I agree with what Brian's saying that. Um, Sometimes the uh, the bad guys seem to be a, a little bit more flavorful with uh, with their disgust and disdain and just the, the dialogue and stuff. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to play more bad guys, but at the same time, love playing the good guys too. So it doesn't matter to me. Whatever they throw at me, I'll uh, gladly accept. Cat cat the Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but even the bad guys cry. I noticed that. It's true. Some yeah. of them. Some of them. Yeah. Just, just not quite as often as the good guys I've played cry, which is like every two episodes. Well, I haven't really played any bad guys, really. Well, it's usually just like the little kid hero, like he's like, I'm going to do this adventure kind of thing. Well, I like played Crypto one, was a bad guy. Oh, bully. Crypto kind the Super is a bully, and Crypto the Super dog, Bullies but. are kind of fun to be with because they're kind of like, they're kind of like, what am I doing? They're kind of like stupid and they're like, I'm going to ruin his day kind of thing. Well, and in Mega Man, I had played a bad robot, which is trying to stop Mega Man for some reason. Yeah, it was a bad, bad robot. I played a bad robot. Bad. <laughs> bad robot. I think he was robot. got a dog like robot too, but he was supposed to be a kid voice. Yeah, it's supposed to have this really straight tone too. Yeah, not a lot of roles for evil. Well, and I no. got my battery pulled. <laughs> my battery was pulled and I was dead. You got lots of roles for even psychic kids. In which? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah. I saw that. That was really cool. yeah. Are you up? Who's got the next? Yeah. Uh, what would you say are the major differences between anime voice acting, American animation voice acting, and, I would say, live action or theater? Well, one of the very big difference, obviously, between the dubbing and the and what we call prelay is what we call it in the American or whatever style they say. They lay down the voices previous to the animation being done. It's what we call it prelay. Um, is obvious is you get to work, especially at least in, in, in Vancouver, when you do a prelay show, you get to work with everybody on the show. Like they'll bring, they generally bring the whole cast in. So you have performers to act off of, 
and you could, there's a lot more room for creativity because you're creating the character hasn't already been created, and they're not asking you to sound like someone who already voiced it. So you, there, it, it, it's a much more of a creative process. Plus, you're you're working off of what someone else um, says, so you're actually really responding. You can respond to their dialogue, and then they animate that to what you've done. So it does feel to me to be a, a little bit more creative than the anime side. Anime, even though it pays much less than the prelay work, is really difficult to to um, to do because you're you're matching the flaps and because you're trying to create your own character and you're trying to also create the emotion and act the scene and not make everything sound too stilted, but you're working within a very small window of opportunity. His mouth opens here and it ends here and this is where he pauses. So and I'm like, I would, and then someone else, you know, wrote the dialogue that they thought would fit that way and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> so you're like, I cannot make what they wrote fit in there with those pauses. So it's really challenging. Um, but that's still what makes that why I do still find it very enjoyable, even though I do so much play <coughs> work, is that I, I do find it challenging and it mixes things up a bit. But the, the opportunity to work with other performers, like I've never, I mean, Brad's been doing this for a long time, that's a, I, we've never been on the same prelay show together where we worked opposite each other as performers, but we've worked opposite each other <laughs> yeah. in many scenes of animation probably yeah. for, for years, but never been in the same room acting with each other. And that's what actors, I think, you that's know, ridiculous. We, we really, we really work, work off of. So it's surprising how many shows you've been in. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you never do a, a scene together. I think one of the first times we were in a room together was when we were um, doing that uh, for Death Note fi final episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we sat down like, and did the uh, the commentary, the commentary, the commentary, commentary of the episode. So. That was one of the first times. <laughs> wow, that's I know that's ridiculous. Like, in a room, we're talking <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> well, I like prelay because it's a lot of fun because you actually get to like react with the other characters instead yeah. of like, okay, so this guy just made me angry, <laughs> but he's not here. How am I supposed to get angry back? And like when you're when it's prelay, then they can actually look at you and be angry, and then you can react back to them. Yeah. And so yeah, that's really awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting what, what Brian was mentioning earlier, like the, the process that goes into recording or, or dubbing an anime show is kind of against all the natural elements that would come into like developing a character performance and, and everything like that. Cause there's so many technical aspects that you have to hit on. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, but at the same time, it's, it's one of those like, depending on the type of role that you get in an anime series, it can be really therapeutic, for me anyway, because you go in there and it's just you in a booth dealing with the uh, the director and the engineers and sometimes a writer or a client or, or whatnot. Um, and if you have good directors, which you really do um, in Vancouver, they really let you become involved in the process. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, oftentimes, you know, what the writer has picked out for a certain chunk of dialogue will not fit. It'll be over by... Sometimes a little, sometimes a lot. So you'll end up rewriting a lot of stuff a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the, I think the more willing you are to become part of that process for whatever reason, um, just because of uh, how things are set up, it's easier for an actor to kind of get right involved in writing. Whereas with prelay stuff, it might be a little trickier because there's so many people going on and like yeah. a lot, lots happening. Um, that being said, Sometimes, if you have one of the larger roles in a series, oftentimes you're the first one into record, which means nobody else is recorded. So you're basically playing off yourself. Um, whereas if you're the last one in, a lot of times you'll have the other dialogue other tracks recorded. So, so it'll be almost like in your headset, like you're in a room with the other actors. Yeah, because they play the other stuff for you. Yeah. yeah. How it was read, so you know how to respond. See, so yeah, there, there's a lot. I mean, acting is essentially a lot of suspension of disbelief, but in anime, in the process of recording it, it's tenfold. You know, you have to, there's a lot more trust in, in your director and people know what's going on and know how to get a good performance out of you. And you also have to work that little bit harder, not only to match flaps, but to try and um, visualize how things are going to flow once all the other actors are in the, uh, in the series. A lot more steps that go into reaching your planning process than in uh, the prelim. You've got like the Japanese.
movies and making the show and yep. dubbing the show. Yeah. And they can't come to America and they got to figure everything out after that. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, I mean, uh, doing prelay work just seems a lot more fluid and natural. And I actually didn't realize until just now how unnatural doing this anime, this animation <laughs> stuff is. It's, it's I, I, real, yeah. I can't believe we can all pull it off. I mean, but I guess that's it. If you have the, if you have you know good people working at every every different level of it, then somebody's going to have a vision that's all going to come together, and it does in the end. So there you yeah. go. But you do have to find ways to make those things work as a performer. Like find a way to get that emotion out. Because I mean, it's like film and TV is very much like that. You have to walk to here, it's lit this way, so you got to walk to there, then turn this angle because that's where the camera is, and then cry your eyes out at that person <laughs> or scream, and it's like, but at time 15, it still has to seem like the first time. You know, when it's take 15, you know, walk there, turn, I would never naturally turn there, but that's what the director wants because there's some weird light here, and you know, it's, that's very unnatural as well. But there's performers that know exactly how to use the camera and make it work, and we have to know how to make the microphone for us and, and make it translate the same way. Yeah, it's yeah. a silly question, but I have to ask. And this is for um, Brian and Brannigan. Do you think that the overnight thousand line would be so popular as it is now? And did you think the potato chip line would be as popular as it is now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's, it's, I, have no, I have not had to go through the process that um, you know your American Vegeta has had to uh, you know suffer through with, with that oh it's over nine yeah Chris has had to deal with I've never actually met Chris before oh he's I, a good guy I've, I've, I've met um, I've met um, Sean and, and had, had met Chris before but um, so I you know what he's had to put up with about this whole piece of dialogue that was probably at two seconds in the studio and I'm like, why am I saying this? It's over nine thousand and and now it's Did you actually ask that? What was that? Did you actually ask why you said he was No, I just you know, I just you know, sometimes I I just do what they say. What's the next line? Okay, and here we are. And then Vegeta's freaking out because Goku's power's over nine thousand you know, and I don't know why I say stuff. It's over nine thousand. Like oh oh I see. Vegeta, yes. It's over nine thousand. <laughs> uh, it was. I don't know. I. It's the weirdest thing. I'd yeah. only recently seen that uh, stuff about it just from YouTube. That's I'd be looking up stuff and going, "What is going on with that thing?" And I would see see Chris at conventions going, "Oh, please don't make me do it again." <laughs> no, and I'm like, "Oh, the poor guy." So I don't know. They picked some crazy stuff out. I mean, I remember at a couple of conventions I sang Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or something as Vegeta <laughs> to, to, uh, you know, to, uh, to Trunks, you know, trying to get him to go to sleep or something. And, and it, then it's the, everybody wanted me, could yeah. you just sing Twinkle? I'm like, oh no, what have I done? did it once. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. Right. I don't even know. What's the potato chip one? What's that one? It's pretty simple. Oh, and I'll take a potato chip and eat it. Yes. <laughs> what, from what show is it from? It's Death Note. Yeah. It's Death Note? Yeah. Oh. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I'm sure for, for as many people, you know, laugh and, and think it's funny and whatever, there's probably just many people that hate my delivery of that line. He's He's... Ruining the uh, the entire series with his delivery of the potato chip line. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's, that's that's kind of a fun line too because it's it's one of the first tastes that you get that lights starting to go <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Right? It's like when he's when he's hidden the TV camera in his bag of chips. Oh yeah. So oh right. Like, that's what it's, yeah. He's figuring that he's outsmarting these people, yeah. right? And he's starting to think that he can get away with all this it's, type of stuff. And yeah, when he bites in the the chip, there's glitter flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the most epic chip bite in history. Yeah. I I. I Dare any Lay's commercial to uh, to recreate that type of a chip bite? It yeah. was just that spectacular. Oh, you see it on YouTube one day. <laughs> it, was, it was like it was like fireworks, really. <laughs> it's uh, it's one forty-five, so let's do like one more round of questions from everybody, and then we'll try to finish up that. Sure. She stole mine, so you go. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you to say nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> If you guys could do any character from any series, American or anime, would it be? Wow. Any character from any series. Mm -hmm. 
you take a moment? Yeah, that is a good question. Oh, is you guys trying to put that on me? <laughs> <laughs> anime. Okay. Or, yeah, in as far as anime, I mean, I kind of hinted at it earlier. Like, getting to work on a show like Akira would be incredible just because, I mean, it's that show, right? <laughs> but I really can't say a whole lot about anime because I've gotten to work on some pretty cool shows and played mm -hmm. some pretty cool characters, so I don't want to be too greedy. I mean, getting to play Diyash would have been okay. <laughs> um, you know, a show like Full Metal Alchemist would have been fun to work on. But, um, you don't want to deal with fans. But, well, yeah. says who? Yeah, says <laughs> who. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's not as good as it sounds. But, yeah. but uh, anime stuff, I'll, I'll let go because, you know, I'm, I'm still, I've gotten to work on some pretty cool shows. Um, American cartoons, there's a ton of shows that I would love to work on. I mean, to be able to go and do, not... Not that you could, but to do some of the old like Looney Tunes cartoons, I mean, fantastic. <coughs> Getting to work on you know the original Transformers or something would be sweet. That'd be just fun to redo, actually. Just yeah. for the, I mean, people would hate it because oh, they, they like would. me, they grew up with the originals. But it'd be just so much fun to work <laughs> on, right? Yeah. Um, you know, shows like Ren and Stimpy would be fun. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I don't know. There's there's a ton of ton of American shows that I'd like to work on. Yeah. Similarly, I I can't say for anime that. Um, th there's one that's like, oh, if I could only had that part because I've the same thing been lucky. Yeah, it would be greedy. <laughs> just, I know to just play some some great roles and and then you hear when other people do them, I'm like, ah, I can't hear myself doing yeah. it now. You know, it's like, oh, it would have been great if I was Indiana Jones. You can't see anybody. You can't see anybody else as Indiana Jones other than Harrison Ford. So I, it's hard to to know after the fact. I mean, obviously, you know, I grew up seeing certain things that, and I've even got to do some stuff. But you know, I had a you know, chance, you know, grew, grew up watching Inspector Gadget, and then I got to play Dr. Claw for like 52 episodes when we re redid it. And and that was a huge thrill. One that I really I ended up on the show, and you, and you were on X Men. I was in the first um, episode when they redid the, or during the new X Men Evolution. Right. I played um, you were Cyclops. Cyclops. I was cast as Cyclops, and I was just going through the roof. It was one of my first really big leads. Because I don't often play like a lead hero role in a series. And I was cast as Cyclops, and then uh, there was so many production people involved. There were people in LA and up here, and they ended up changing about four people on the show. And then Kirk, they went number two yeah. choice was was Kirby. I think what happened is there's what half the people wanted Kirby, and sort of half wanted me. And I was coin toss, and they they did the first episode with me, and then they went to Kirby. But I, on that show, who I really wanted, and Scott played him, I, want, I would have loved to play Wolverine. Yeah. Like I would. Yeah. So I, you know, it would have been. Uh, thrilled to do a part like that or even go back and 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 start shows that i grew up like playing some of the, some of the warner brothers or stuff like doing even just playing scooby-doo and, 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 and shaggy and doing that kind of stuff just because i'm you know uh, big fans of that type of animation and anything like that milk when i was yeah you know, oh, just awesome you know, I, just, though, I just got a flash of that old hercules cartoon you know, oh watching hey herc come on yeah, yeah. Olympia. That'd be fun. Go back yeah. and do, do one of those shows, you know. Yeah, so it's funny. You get sort of attached to certain things, but then you know, I'd probably even if we dubbed it, redid it, like, oh god, it's so bad. Yeah. Back to the original. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, some some Marvel shows would 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 have been a blast, and I've, I've done some parts on those. So I, you know, I, you don't want to be greedy. Yeah. yeah. Should have been me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's true what you're saying too. Like once you hear other people do some of these characters, you can't really picture yourself doing it anymore. No, even when you see a movie that's been that's been shot, and then and someone uh, you realize who was offered the part first. Someone was offered, and they weren't available, or they thought it was dumb, and they didn't take the role. And you're like they were offered it. Like how how could he have possibly played it? Yeah. Han right? Solo played by Tom Selleck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what? what? Yeah, I was like that would have been ridiculous. Han Solo with a mustache. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Work, right? Yeah. How about you? I mean, you're a huge well, Ayao Miyazaki fan, so... Well, there's not many boy parts. Like, there's some, <laughs> but most of them are like, it's the girls' adventures kind of thing. Like, yeah. But what's yeah. that one that's coming out? You were just saying... Oh, the... the yeah. Yeah, you were saying, like, was there a boy in that one Yeah, there's a five-year-old boy. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool, though. It'd be awesome. I can do it! Yeah. <laughs> I can do it! <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's one of his dreams, to go to Japan and... And even meet Ayao Miyazaki or see the studio. I'd probably just go like, like this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say anything. I totally agree with you. Yeah, exactly. When it comes across, please. 
I probably couldn't think of anything else. It'd be like, be like, Oh, nothing. <laughs> Just like when you hear it, it's when you think, hmm, wonder what happened when I did that. Oh, never mind. Go back. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't work. This is for Brad. If you played that, you like like the two two main characters people you know, you like you played Castle from Gundam Wing right. and Light from Death Note, and they're very different characters, obviously. So have, have you found a sort of similarity in their characters? Um, yeah, there's um, intent. I think is a big one. Um, I mean, Catra was obviously very um, pacifistic. Is that even a word? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I hope so. All right. Okay. Well, the, well, at least two of us are using it. Um, and you know, one of those characters is always that's really trying to do the right thing for <laughs> mankind in, in theory. Um, and light's not much different in that respect, um, particularly towards the beginning of, of Death Note. He feels that it's his duty or obligation um, to to use this newfound power to try and better the world, um, the people that live here. <laughs> but, um, you know, just just like when Catra gets in a Gundam that isn't Sandrock, and all hell breaks loose, um, you know, Light gets a hold of a Death Note and uh, wields its power in a way that's uh, not necessarily in keeping with his original intent. I didn't realize how similar those characters actually could be. <laughs> you know, so that's, just that's now. a pretty good comparison. Yeah. The only thing is, um, yeah, Catra tried a little bit more. We'll trade a, trade a pink shirt for a red tie. As well. One more question, and then we're off. One. How about you go? Um, usually when I'm not like working, like scheduling something for me to do. Other than that, your homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't schedule it. Your teacher did. Come on. Same thing, I but. Just have to crack the whip to make sure it gets done. Yeah. <laughs> she was just thinking about it. But, like, I'd like to, like, read a lot more, even though, like, there's not many stores where I live to go. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. This is either asking you what you like to do, not what you read. <laughs> a lot of anime books. Oh, oh anime books. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yes. But not too big, though. Outside of doing anime, here, 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 I'll do an action of what you spend. Yeah, other than that. Other than that. <laughs> <laughs> we got other a PS3, a Wii, Game Boys, uh, uh, that's a lot of that. Like my mind's kind of gone after those, so. <laughs> Give me a quick recap. Um, yeah, hockey, baseball, drums, guitar, I like to draw and sketch, I like to camp. I like to sleep. Sleep's good. That's kind of fun too. Uh, I don't know. Might need more fingers. Outside of animation, man, I'm good. We, uh, my wife and I, both we started or founded a school um, that I go to about eight years ago. That focuses on fine arts or drama, fine arts, music, and all that stuff. So it's really kind of that outside of working. Animation ties up most of my full days. Um, I spend a ton of time involved in, in, that, in that program. So, um, and then outside of when I'm not doing that, I carry a lot of season ticket holder. I watch a lot of hockey, and yeah, it's a lot of hockey. <laughs> yeah, no. Really quick, it's one game. Five minutes. One or two, that's a character. Yeah, you know, dance monkey, dance.
It's over 9,000! Um, maybe when I was the robot. No, not that plug! Um, I am justice. In French, they say bonjour. Little Hamtaro for you. Thank you guys. Thank you. Anime Jam Session is a joint production of DJ Rama S, Kuro Usagi, and me, Sailor Flair. No fanboys or fangirls were harmed in this episode. Check us out at djronmas.net and disingenuousradio.com.